The child is the father of the man, and nonetheless true is it. My brothers, each man's life the outcome of his former living is. The bygone wrongs bring forth sorrows and woes. The bygone right breeds bliss. This is the doctrine of karma. But in what way does this bygone wrong and right affect the present life? Is the stern nemesis ever following the weary traveler with a calm, passionless, remorseless step? Is there no escape from its relentless hand? Does the eternal law of cause and effect, unmoved by sorrow and regret, ever deal out its measure of weal and woe as the consequence of past action? The shadow of the yesterday of sin, must it darken the life of today? Is karma but another name for fate? Does the child unfold the page of the already written book of life in which each event is recorded without the possibility of escape? What is the relation of karma to the life of the individual? Is there nothing for man to do but to weave the checkered warp and woof of each earthly existence with the stained and discolored threads of past actions? Good resolves and evil tendencies sweep with resistless tide over the nature of man, and we are told, Whatever action he performs, whether good or bad, everything done in a former body must necessarily be enjoyed or suffered. There is good karma, there is bad karma, and as the wheel of life moves on, old karma is exhausted, and again fresh karma is accumulated. Although at first it may appear that nothing can be more fatalistic than this doctrine, yet a little consideration will show that in reality this is not the case. Karma is twofold, hidden and manifest. Karma is the man that is. Karma is his action. True that each action is a cause from which evolves the countless ramifications of effect in time and space. That which ye sow, ye reap. In some sphere of action the harvest will be gathered. It is necessary that the man of action should realize this truth. It is equally necessary that the manifestations of this law in the operations of karma should be clearly apprehended. Karma, broadly speaking, may be said to be the continuance of the nature of the act and each act contains within itself the past and future. Every defect which can be realized from an act must be implicit in the act itself, or it could never come into existence. Effect is but the nature of the act and cannot exist distinct from its cause. Karma only produces the manifestation of that which already exists. Being action, it has its operation in time, and karma may therefore be said to be the same action from another point of time. It must, moreover, be evident that not only is there a relation between the cause and the effect, but there must also be a relation between the cause and the individual who experiences the effect. If it were otherwise, any man would reap the effect of the actions of any other man. We may sometimes appear to reap the effects of the actions of others, but this is only apparent. In point of fact, it is our own action. 
none else compels, none other holds you that ye live and die.